0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. What is this? What, what are we doing? What in God's name are we doing? What? Our lives. What, what kind of lives are these? We're like children. We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. It's the nightcap. Are we going to be sitting here when we're 60 like two idiots? We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. We're pathetic. You know that? Yeah, like I don't know that I'm pathetic. On WGR, Sports Radio 550. So then you asked yourselves, isn't there something more to life? Yes. Yeah, well, let me clue you in on something. There isn't. you ever get in that golf mood? Not mood. What do I want here? That obsession? Like, you go a couple of times, you have a couple of good rounds in a row, and you just, you gotta get back out there. Do you ever have that? You can't wait. You're looking to make tee times. What I should have been doing in the last couple of minutes is preparing for the show, and instead what I was doing was trying to find tee times, because I golfed this morning, played pretty well... Golf this weekend, played pretty well. Like, get me back out there. I'm watching golf in here. I'm, I'm all in on golf right now. And that's going to have to stop, though, because it, we, folk football. Football weekends. Week zero of college football coming up. Not Nebraska, Illinois, I think, on Saturday. And then one more week, and then it's the regular season. And, like, come on. Can't be golfing on Sundays anymore. So get your golf in now, because you're going to, especially, you're going to lose some partners. Some guys, they're going to want to watch college football on Saturday. They're going to watch NFL on Sunday, and hopefully you can find some time during the weekdays, because otherwise, that's it. And that stinks, because fall golf, because, of course, it's fall. Everything that fall touches turns elite, and golf is one of those things. I think I play better in in the fall. The cooler degrees, you know, you get the long sleeves, something about it. When you're going long sleeves and shorts, I would argue that the average golfer puts up a better score. Because I know I do. 8030550 is the phone number. It's hot today, by the way. It's not cool in any way. So that's not happening today. It did not get to 100 degrees. I did not lose my bet with Bulldog. No, real feel does not count. For anyone that's tweeting me pictures of their car thermometer that says 113 degrees. No, I did not pay out my bet to Bulldog. It is not 100. It did not even get close to 100. It was 90, 91 today tops. We didn't even get close. I think I'm going to win that bet, by the way. Anyone look at the weather coming up? I wasn't looking at it for this particular reason. In fact, the reason I was looking at the weather was to see what's what's a good day to golf. When's it going to get a little cooler? And... It's about to go down. It's warm right now. You get 85 the next couple days, 86 on Sunday, and then look at that. Look at at those numbers drop. 80, 78, 76, 77, little resurgence. Nope, 76, 75, 72. This might be it. Bulldogs last stand for 2021, and then he'll have to take his chances in 2022 for the 100-degree bet. So that's happening right now. This is all, it's interesting, it's kind of how Shopee and the Bullock started the show today. Kind of delaying the inevitable. It's it's upon us again. The Bills have an off-the-field distraction. For really, the first time in Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean's tenure as the leaders of this organization, they have an off-the-field distraction problem they have something that is not happening in the stadium that is not happening on the football field that is not happening within games within practices they have something that is threatening the camaraderie of their team that is threatening player availability due to potential suspensions and is threatening their ability to win football games and we There's no debate. There's no debate in this conversation for the vaccine. There's no debate for it. The debate, if there is one to be had, and I don't really think that there is, is about the NFL COVID protocols and policies. Those have been agreed upon. Those have been in place for... Months now, at least more than one month. They have been in place. Everyone has known about them. They have been detailed. They have been outlined, released to the public, released to the players. They exist. And every other team in the league, almost every other team in the league that we know about, has either rapidly increased in the amount of players that have become vaccinated to a point now where Dr. Alan Sills of the NFL Today announces that over 92% of NFL players are vaccinated. And over 99% of staffers are vaccinated. Because players around the league have recognized that even and if they didn't want to get the vaccine to protect themselves in the first place, guys like Ryan Tannehill, who has come out and said, I got vaccinated, essentially, to not be a threat to my own team. To not be a threat to miss football games. To be able to have a happier experience during the season. Being able to leave the hotel. Being able to visit with family. Being able to not have to be tested day in and day out. You can pick apart these policies if you want, but they are in place and they are, not tra- they are not changing. Especially not with the Delta variant increasing COVID numbers around the country. If anything, these policies will only get stricter. They will not get more laxed. So now we live in a world where those policies that have been set forth by the NFL... Are written into law. They can be enforced. They can be. Acted upon. And they have been. And the league. Is telling you today. That we will enforce them. That if you break. The COVID protocol. You're getting punished. So Cole Beasley's threats. About retiring. Because. It's one thing to not get vaccinated. That's fine. I don't agree with that opinion. And in fact, I don't really respect it, but we live in America and you are allowed to have it. And you are allowed to not get vaccinated. That is completely within your right as an NFL football player or as a citizen of the United States of America. But freedom from not getting vaccinated does not, And this this is within an NFL circle. It does not allow you to not get vaccinated and also not suffer the consequences. There are consequences with every decision. And in this decision, the league has set them out for you. They're telling you these are the consequences. And you have to follow the rules and follow the protocols if you're not going to get vaccinated. And Cole Beasley, for months on Twitter, has been going off about not following them. That he will not follow them. He has declared that he will not follow them. He's declared he will play for free. He has declared he would be willing to retire. Whether or not you agree with him, it doesn't matter. This is an off-the-field issue for the Bills. It is a distraction from the team, from the games, and it is a threat to take a player off the field that is vitally important to the offense. That position in particular, wide receiver, is as important a position on that team as I would argue any except quarterback. For the amount they throw the football, and for the... The little amount that Allen throws to tight ends and running backs, wide receiver is one of the most utilized positions on the Buffalo Bills. And Cole Beasley, as a number two wide receiver for back to back seasons, has been a 100 target player. When Josh Allen drops back on third and four, Beasley's his man. He has moved the chains, he has made spectacular catches. One slept on moment from last year that many will forget because of the Hail, Mer- Hail Mary that came after. I almost called it the Hail Mary. I promise i would never do that. On like a, f- maybe it was a, th- what was a third or fourth down? Man, I wish I remembered. I thought it was a fourth down. Beasley makes this circus catch to move the chains that ultimately kept the Bills alive, allowed Allen and Diggs to hook up on that touchdown that should have been a game winner. He is, and he's played through a broken leg. Like the guy has showed up. He has earned that contract. He has earned the, the bills choosing to pay him and make him an a important part of their offense. And because of his refusal to follow the rules of COVID, of the COVID protocol, once you decide you won't be vaccinated, I'm very interested to see where this will go. Will the Bills just let it happen? And will we get to a point where it's Beasley versus the league? And the league will finally say, all right, we're suspending you. Because I don't see any signs that the NFL will not follow through with that. They're taking this seriously. I don't see any sign in the last few months that they're not. They want to get back to playing in a full-capacity crowd. They want to get back to normal as close as they can do it, and the route to do that is the vaccine. So when a guy is not going to do it, and now he's also not going to wear a mask and follow the rules that you've set forth for them, I think they're going to follow through on it. And I think if Cole Beasley gets caught again not wearing a mask, or not showing up for testing. Whatever it is. Is he not going to get suspended? From what Tom Pelissero laid out today. And what you can read about in the in the NFL COVID protocols that were released. Is a player can be fined without pay. For. And suspended is what I should say. Can be suspended without pay. For up to four games. It's one of your most important players on the team. That could get pulled off the field for four games. Because he is taking an off-the-field stance. And... What do I want to say next? Can't do anything about it. You can't cut him. You can't trade him. I think you just kind of got to play, and you got to cross your fingers... That he's at least going to get through the season. That he's going to wear a mask. That he and the other receivers will. I don't mean to single out Beasley because Isaiah McKenzie also got caught not wearing a mask. He was fighting with people on Twitter today. Gabriel Davis has been loud about his opinion as well. Like These guys have taken to Twitter. It's not very, it's not very McDermody. Is that, is that a word? It's not very McDermott-like. This team has been, since they showed up, at being in McDermott, it's been about the logo. It's been about the team as a whole, the 53-man roster. It's been about how do we max out our ability to win football games? How do we get to a Super Bowl? That's what it's been all about. And that has bred this culture where you don't have these off-the-field distractions. But right now, the Bills are the poster child for what is happening right now with with the COVID protocols and not following suit and potentially missing football games and kind of railing against the league. I'm not seeing this anywhere else. There are some players that have made comments, but not repeatedly, not coming back week after week. Like DeAndre Hopkins made one tweet, he deleted it, And that's all you ever heard from him on it. But Beasley's doing it over and over and over and over and over. And I can't believe that Sean McDermott likes that. And that he hasn't been warned or he hasn't been told. Like, hey man, can you just... Can we just follow the rules and play football? You don't want to get vaccinated? I'm not going to make you get vaccinated. But can we play football? can we not be the poster child for this for this protest around the league cuz that's what's happening right now i listen to a lot of national radio shows around the country and whenever that subject gets brought up he's the first guy they mention and that's fine that does not affect whether or not you win football games not even close but getting suspended does And he plays a position where we now know three of your top five guys are unvaccinated. And I mentioned this on, was it Tuesday? That the Bills might have to think about extra depth at positions where players are unvaccinated. Because as you've seen this week, a close contact can knock them out for five days. That is a risk that you need to be prepared for. And I know Sean McDermott said today that no roster decisions will be made will be based on whether or not a player is vaccinated. I believe him at the top of the roster. I do not believe him at the bottom of the roster. And I think he also has to say that. Bean, we know, got in some trouble for what he said in the spring, that he would potentially release a player if all else was equal, if he was unvaccinated, and keeping the team at a competitive disadvantage below the threshold that the league has set. And they've, they've admitted that. McDermott admitted today, this team's at a competitive disadvantage. They are. They can't eat in the cafeteria the same way other teams do. They can't work out in the weight room together the way other teams do. They can't hang out in the hotels the way other teams do. Like Especially if you're looking for that team camaraderie and building chemistry the Bills don't have as much opportunity to do it as others because of their lower vaccination rate. And to get back to Cole Beasley and the wide receivers, you know I think that that's one of the most important positions on the team. And I don't believe Sean McDermott that no roster decision will be based on that. Because I've got my starting slot wide receiver, I've got My receiver that I believe has the most upside outside of Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, a guy I'm trying to find out could be a number two in this league, he's playing on the outside. I've got, and he plays a lot, I've got Isaiah McKenzie, who is my returner, is my jet sweep gadget guy. He's also the backup to Cole Beasley. He's the backup to like six other positions because he's probably the most versatile football player on the entire roster. Played cornerback at a time. He's played fullback. I mean, the guy for snaps has played every position. He's thrown a touchdown pass. All three of those guys throughout throughout the entire 2021 season will be at a risk of being ruled ineligible for a game at any given moment. Any moment. It could happen maybe in a game. We've seen that in other sports. Didn't one of the Nationals get pulled in the World Series last year? Mid-game? And then it was a big deal and it was a controversy when he was back on the field celebrating the World Series after? What if that happens? You need to have extra depth. You need to have that extra player. And I mentioned yesterday I like Steven Sims this guy they got that used to play at Washington I think he's probably here because almost undoubtedly because Isaiah McKenzie he's got his arm in a sling but to me that position is so important it is so vital to the lifeblood of that offense that you got to have bodies you got to be prepared in case and those are the, we know of those 3 at least and maybe there's more. But as of now, it's those three guys. And what happens on a Saturday if, you're, if Sean McDermott gets a call from the league and they say, hey, this guy's a close contact, or this guy's tested positive, and here are the close contacts. And it's Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, and Isaiah McKenzie. I like Jake Kumaro. But calm on. That guy cannot be your number 2 right now. He has 12 career catches. Maybe he'll show me more of the course of the season that he can do it, but you can't trust Jake Kumaro, can you? At this point to play a role that important. I like Steven Sims. I think he could play in spots for you. I don't want him starting in the slot. And Sanders is 35, 34. I'm not trying to overkill his workload. It's just an extra risk. It's an extra percentage chance that those guys will miss games that other teams are not dealing with, at least to the same level. And it's just so frustrating. It's just so frustrating. You don't, you don't want to have to think about it. You don't want to have to worry that they could miss a game at any moment. I'm sure the Bills feel that way or at least McDermott has kind of said that, that it is frustrating where they're at with the vaccine rate. But what can you do? You just I think you just kind of have to soldier on, and you just have to hope that it doesn't happen. But there's a, good, there's a chance it will. You can't cut him, especially if other guys at the position feel the same way. If they cut Cole Beasley, And even if they tried to sell it as it was a football move. Man, that could tear apart the locker room. How are Gabriel Davis and Isaiah McKenzie going to feel about that? Because you know which side they are on. You can't do it. That's why you just kind of got to go forward. And Beasley might be putting a lot of teammates in an uncomfortable position. Because there are how many guys in that locker room right now? 81. And there will be 53 in a week. It's just a numbers game. You can't tell me that nobody in that locker room is frustrated, upset, or feels that Cole Beasley is being selfish. That he's putting himself and his political argument in front of the football team. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That they should feel that way. But out of 81 guys, nobody feels that way. Nobody thinks Cole should just... Just follow the rules and play football. That's what we all want, isn't it? We just want the team to get out there and play and win. And we want them to have the best chance to win. And for that to happen... You want to have the best chance at your guys being on the field. And... Being unvaccinated, I mean, it does do that by putting you at risk of being deemed a close contact. You are putting yourself at an even greater risk of missing games if you're straight up just refusing to follow rules. Refusing to wear a mask that we've all been doing for 16 months. That's too hard. That's too much to do for your football team to make sure that you're going to be on the field. That's too much. I mean, come on. The whole thing sucks to talk about. It stinks that we even have to. But they are—they are the poster child for it right now in in the NFL. When other teams are getting like today's a happy day for NFL vaccination, ninety-two plus percent—that is astounding. The Falcons, 100%. The Chiefs with Kelsey and Mahomes leading the way. I mean, the league's done a great job. And here are the Bills next to, like, the Vikings and Washington as just, like, their coaches are frustrated and you're going to have to think about these things all year. It's going to be thrown in your face all year. And they... I'm sure the players don't want it, the Bills players don't want it, but a select few have put them in that position, and it is what it three oh five fifty 803-0550 is the phone number. I want to talk about Allen starting Saturday. I think it's a big mistake, big, fat mistake to put Josh Allen out there for even one single play on Saturday afternoon. I'll we'll get into that a little bit when we return to the nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. I'm not going to hide behind the fact that I'm passionate about doing what's right, and whether it's COVID or anything else. I respect people's positions in a lot of areas. Obviously, this is a hot topic. There's a lot of hot topics right now in our country. Respect is important. doesn't mean that I'm not passionate about my position and passionate about what I feel is the right thing to do for the greater good of this country. That, in my opinion, means getting vaccinated. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott. I mean, <laughs> I... If you, do I want to say it? What's the point? Let's just move on. 803 is the phone number. Doesn't need to be said. Um. He also announced today that Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, will be starting on Saturday against the Green Bay Packers. Deviating from the first the plan for the first two games, which is Mitch Trubisky starting, Allen not playing, not risking injury, and finding out what you got in some of your other quarterbacks. But Allen's going to play Saturday. I don't want to go nuts over it because I don't know how much it's going to really end up being. It could be a couple of plays. It could be four plays and they're all handoffs. I don't know. But to me big mistake. Other teams are doing it for a reason. The Bills need to stick with the logic that they went with in the first 2 games. The preseason is not a dress rehearsal any longer. That has been dispelled, it is a myth that that the preseason games get you ready for the regular season. They are valuable in finding out about depth pieces and roster battles giving guys opportunities to play on the field that would not otherwise get it. Josh Allen proved this last year and to me just look at it logically. What if he plays one series? And you risk that injury that could happen. Are you how much how much how much valuable is that drive? How much valuable is that drive? You really think you can't afford To have Josh Allen be a little rusty for one drive at the beginning of the season, if that even happens? You don't think they can get by? That they can't still beat the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is that something you can replicate in practice, where there's no threat of Josh Allen being injured? To me, that's ludicrous. These joint practices that are popping up all around the league, they're happening for a reason. It is an opportunity for these teams to go head-to-head in a controlled environment. And in a controlled environment, your quarterback is at almost no risk of being injured by contact. You put your quarterback out in a preseason game, that is an uncontrolled environment. That is a risk. It is an unnecessary risk that could derail the Bills' season for what? Nothing. Nothing at all. Probably nothing will happen. But if it did, you'd blame the Bills forever. Could have won a Super Bowl this year. We're thinking about the Lombardi Trophy. You don't need a drive against the Packers in the preseason to get to the Lombardi Trophy. It will not matter as to whether or not that happens. Allen getting injured could matter to that. Any of these guys getting injured. Not just Allen. Diggs. If Diggs were to play, same thing. Hyde, Poyer, Tredavious White, Deion Dawkins. Dawkins is a little different because he's trying to get back into game shape. But I just think you're at a point where all of those things can be replicated on the practice field. And it makes the preseason valuable for other reasons. But not for that. Not for the dress rehearsal. I'm hopeful that those guys will not play a lot. I'm hopeful that it'll be a drive and they're gone. At least, especially for Allen. It's got to happen that way for Allen. 803-0550 is the phone number. Uh, if you want to get involved in the conversation, we will come back, though, after this, play a little Sean McDermott. McDermott, more on the COVID situation from earlier today, as well as some on Josh Allen starting. We'll get the coach's thoughts. And he, I thought he was really good today. But McDermott does not often give you a lot, but I thought on this day, uh, he knew he had to, and I think he did. So stay tuned. If you missed the head coach, going will listen to him coming back. It's the Nightcap of Joe DiBiase here on WGR.